0: Welcome to A Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, the show that tries to give everyone a crash course on geek culture. Whether you're trying to understand trends, know enough to start a conversation with a friend, or you just want to know what someone is talking about, we are here for you. I am your super dummy, Paul, and I am joined by the lovely Ria. How are you?
1: Yay, I'm good, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Why are you laughing at that, I'm good, thank you? Because we just nearly had a therapy session before this started.
0: Yeah, and I also just enjoyed the clapping. That's a great way to... Good. I, <laughs> I, I spoke to Dan earlier today, as you will know, the listeners now know, um, and I said that I was speaking to you and I said the one thing that I can be assured of is that there will be sound effects.
1: Um, oh, yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. And I didn't realise they'd do it. Kevin pointed out that I sing in every podcast, which is outrageous because mm. I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> so I don't know why I do it. It's awful. Like, I, I cannot carry a note. Like, so why do I just break out into a little song? And I said, "When do I do that in normal life?" And he, apparently, I do. But he was just like, "I thought you just wouldn't assault anybody <laughs> else's ears." Oh, nice. I mean, I can't sing. I'm not. I'm not going to be one of these people that pretends that I could suddenly jump up and do a decent karaoke rendition. I cannot.
0: Well, we may find out in the course of this episode.
1: I'm not. I'm not going to
0: sing. Gonna do it. <laughs> Well, today, we are going to sing about The Last of Us. Let's do some quick facts and figures, because, you know, we like some facts and figures. Developed by Naughty Dog. Published by Sony. Uh, (laughs) First released June 14th, 2013. I couldn't believe it was so long ago. On the PlayStation 3 and 4. (laughs) Remastered July 29th, 2014 for the PlayStation 4. And remade as Last of Us Part 1 September second, twenty 2022 for PlayStation 5. And now in development for Windows also. How wonderful is that? That's nice of them. Uh, And apparently there's a television adaptation in production by HBO. So there you go. Facts and figures time.
1: That's wonderful.
0: Great. That's all the fun, exciting bits. Now let's talk about the boring bit. (laughs) Ria, why do you love The Last of Us? Tell us about The Last of Us. It is an action adventure game. That's what I know.
1: It is an action adventure game. It is set in a fully enough fictional world. I don't know. What I was about to say a fictional world. Um, it's set in post-apocalyptic US, and you are a character called Joel. You are. Am I allowed to talk about spoilers? again? Probably, no, I'm not going to talk spoilers. I don't want to ruin it for people who might not yeah, have played that's fair. it. Plus, I'm really trying to get everybody in comics or motion on board to do a Last of Us, Last of Us Two roundtable before mm. the TV show comes out. And I will force them to do it. Otherwise, it will just be me by myself. Um, (laughs) We'll talk spoilers then. Which, to be fair, I could do a whole lecture on. Um, So you are a player called Joel. Uh, He's sort of like in his 40s, 50s-ish. And he is a smuggler. And him and his partner are tasked with escorting a teenage girl called Ellie across the United States to get her to there's a group who believe that they can find a cure to the zombie apocalypse. And so they're escorting her to the medical facilities. And it is about, obviously because zombies, it's about humanity, it's mm. about love, it's lots of different kinds of love, friendship, potentially romantic love in there, who knows? Of that not between the teenage girl and the man, just to be very clear. <laughs> Um, But there's, you know, there's like a really nice relationship that happens. So Mm. when there's romantic love, there's a character who talks about their partner. um, And basically, it is possibly the best game ever
0: made. Possibly the best game ever made.
1: So, my all time favorite game before I played this used to be KOTOR, and Knights of the Old Republic, Mm. which I still think is one of the best games ever made. But then I played this and I'm so obsessed with this game. I love zombie stories anyway. I love action adventure games that have a story but what's really magical about this game is that Naughty Dog have invested time into the story it's not about just going around and shooting people although the mechanics which we can talk about in a little bit mm. um, is really interesting it is properly about how human beings would navigate this post-apocalyptic world it's about loss and about grief. It's about love. It's about friendships. It's about found family, which is one of my favourite things, as we all know. Um, and it's, for me, I think lots of games do do it, as, do do that story, sort of storytelling well, but nobody, for me, has ever done it as well as The Last of Us. Mm. And that's what's so exciting. And it's a fully-fledged universe, you know. The, so what makes the, the zombies... Is a mutated fungus called cordyceps. Now that's a real thing. They go into little ant brains and they control the ant.
0: Oh yes. The ant
1: dies and grows the mushrooms, right? Mm. So it's so you know, they've tried to in this even that ground everything. And mm. that's what I think is really that is a running three theme throughout the game, that nobody acts out of character. There's not a single character here that And and I mean, even like the peripheral characters that would do something that's, you know, they've not got superpowers. They have not. They don't suddenly have a change of characters. The characters grow in this game. How often do you see that? You never see that in a computer game. It's very rare, apart from in Kotor, the characters grow, I can't even know. (laughs) Um, know. The characters grow and change throughout the game. It takes place over four seasons. So you get to see them over a year of their lives together. And again, that's that's really unusual. Mm. Um, and for me, it's basically a film that you get, or these days, a TV show that you get to play, that you get to be a part of, and you get to go attach the characters, you get to control the characters. You also get to do awesome decisions on whether you want to go in and just shooting everything up like a mad person, or sneak around and like not get your face ripped open by a zombie. Always. A um, good thing yeah so the mechanics are really fun as well you get to choose what way you want to approach your approach your encounters and I like sneaking so I'm constantly sneaking right. but like you know I, I love watching people play this game so I've watched other people like my friends live watch them play you know like how you can hook up your playstation mm. and watch them live playing i love seeing it when they're all like going in guns blazing and i'm like oh my god what are you doing i would never do that but then like they still like because it's not a game that's out to like beat you it obviously wants you to to beat the game yeah. so it's like you can still win doing it that way but it's totally against my normal tactic so i find that really exciting as well
0: <laughs> yeah i think that was that was my first introduction to the game um you know, I used to watch a lot of YouTube, like the cool kids do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have watched some of a playthrough of it. I'm um, watching someone go through all the different experiences and all the decisions you do have to make. It was fascinating to watch how they seem to grow with the game as well because of the mm. the way that the story is told. It spends a lot of time... There's always like with these sorts of games, there's usually a little bit of downtime. You have to go like looking around, collecting things, whatever. But it spends that time building the characters as well. So even absolutely. though you're doing or things, it's building the characters, they're having conversations, and it takes you along with it as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things I love about it. One of the mechanics is that one of the characters likes to collect comic books. And so you can spend time exploring. And finding the comic books for that character. And it's not just random sort of like metal collecting, like lots of games, which I love doing by the way. I love collecting things in games. It drives my other half around the bend. because um, he's like, you've he's like, you've spent 45 minutes in this one bit. Are you going to move on? I'm like, no, there might be more shiny things to collect. <laughs> but it <laughs> but it connects it to the story and it connects it to the characters. So you become invested in it mm. and it triggers, you know, occasionally throughout the game, it will trigger. A conversation with a character which helps you connect to it more and more emotionally mm. and that's what the game is as well it is about you do things that have repercussions in this game and last of us 2 explores that a lot more but even within this game there are so many repercussions to what you do one of my f- favorite and least favorite bits of the game which exists in the same part of the game it's my favorite because you start, you know, you've you've been going through the games a bit later on, you've been th- going through the game, you've been doing things, and you see yourself as the hero. Although there's loads of dialogue which shows you, you are not, you are not the hero. Mm. But in terms of <clears throat> the relationship you're building with the other character, um you, you know, you're you're like you're the one keeping them safe. So you are the hero. And if you have the subtitles on, which I do on everything, because I love having subtitles, it makes things a lot clearer. Okay. Um especially in games, you can see some of the dialogue of the periphery characters and how they are reacting to your character coming into their space and murdering them. And it's shocking the things that you're saying, like you are the villain in their world because they are also survivors. Mm. And once that starts to click with you in the game, there's so many emotional beats that come later that really affect you and are really, like, difficult, that you are having to make these decisions. Now, the storytelling doesn't allow you to make any decisions outside of the sort of the fighting mechanics, because it's story-driven. So yeah. the end is always going to the end. You don't affect the end. But it can change how you feel about the end. And that, I think, is so impactful and so unusual. Um, I also dislike this, this section of the game because something really traumatic happens to one of the characters and I I put it on easy mode. After I played it the first time, I didn't realize you could turn it on easy mode. Um, (laughs) So this, for a specific section of the game, I put it on easy mode because I just need it to be over and done with because I find it incredibly traumatic, but it's not gratuitous. It's not there to shock. Mm. It's genuinely part of the storytelling, which is also, I consume a lot of media. I watch a lot of TV shows, I play a lot of games, I watch a lot of films, and most often things will happen to characters that don't need to be there. And this is very specific to the story and has a huge impact on what happens in like the next chapter of the game. And I think that's incredibly risky to do it without it being exploitative. Mm. And again, that's why I think this game is so good and it's so effective, because you're there for the whole experience. You can't escape some of the experience. But you're also allowed to enjoy it as being in an excellent game where you get to stab zombies in heads with your shiv knife and go and, like, snipe out people and stuff like that. And I just think it's incredibly unusual.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that they've done really well, is that this story could be told in so many different ways, which I guess is why it's going to be made into a TV show. But the way that they've chosen to do it is it's not an interactive story in the sense as you say, you can't affect the story but it's interactive enough in the world that you feel like you are. There's a big decision that gets made at the end of the game, which everyone was talking about at the time when it got released. And no one could agree on the decision yeah. based on the way that you played the game, the way that you saw I the game.
1: Don't, I still don't know how I feel about the end. Sometimes I completely agree with what happened. Sometimes I don't at all. And then they brought out the second game. And I was like, well, thank you for giving me even more complex <laughs> information, like emotions and thoughts about this. Thank you. Wonderful. Um, and by the and I think the second game is probably better than the first game. Oh, really? But that's a whole maybe that'll be a different conversation mm. that we have. Yes, I think this the second game does something really important, and I think there's a reason people are upset by it, because. Oh, try not to give. So in the first game, you know you are sort of put in the shoes of an everyman. So Joel is an everyman. before before the the outbreak happens before outbreak day, um, he's just a construction worker. He's just you know he's not anything special. He's just a construction worker and all he wants to do when it happens is survive. So he adapts to survive. So he is not, you know, he's not superhuman. I mean, he is because he's a computer game character. So apparently, you can like have a little medicine thing and you're fine, even yeah. though you've been shot like five times. Yeah, exactly. But you know, he's yeah, he's not, he's not got anything mystical. He's he's not a superhero, anything like that. He's just an everyman. And so you are getting to play as him in this world and his experiences of this world. And through clever storytelling, it sh- it it starts telling you the things that he's done to survive. But when it comes to later on in the game and the second game, they do such a good job of making you think about who a main character in a game is and what makes them important to you as a player. Is Joel, do we all love Joel because we all love Joel because we get to be him or do we all love Joel through the storytelling they say in the game? I'm not sure how much sense that makes in my head. It does, you know, do, do you, so when you're playing a game, do you just identify with the character? Cause you get to be that character. So you're like, mm. cool. I'm this character in a computer game. Or do you identify with them because of the story that's being told for that character? Is it a mixture of both? It may be, but this game straddles that so perfectly. This game also, you know, all of the characters that aren't Joel or Ellie are fully formed characters right um and that's what's really i think that's really important as well so there's the relationships between people is is really complex and through simple dialogue simple written dialogue that somebody has put down to tell the story you start to make connections you start to understand why maybe these people don't like each other why that person is working with this person and, and, you know, why they go to certain characters, which is really interesting. It also means that they've got to bring in characters of colour, LGBTQI plus characters, which again is for me, and I've played a lot of games. Hey, maybe I'm not playing the right games, but a lot of action-adventure games where that's quite a new concept, especially for when this came out in, like, 2013. Yeah. Because, funnily enough, if the apocalypse happens, people who aren't white and aren't straight will survive as well. shocking I know
0: unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) did you think this game has changed the way that people look at storytelling in games have you seen sort of a change in games since this
1: absolutely I think it's changed Naughty Dog themselves so Naughty Dog are well known for the Uncharted games Mm. um, which are all fantastic by the time you get to Uncharted 4 that storytelling so in between that uh last of us has come out and then uncharted 4 comes out quite a while afterwards actually i think it comes out after the remastered version and you can tell that their storytelling and the way they put games together has changed by the time they get to uncharted 4 the story of uncharted 4 is fantastic i wept at the end of that game absolutely wept like i was just like i cannot believe this game has done this to me it's it's such a fitting end for for the story they're telling. But the very first Uncharted game is you are just Nathan Drake, just going around, bam, 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 shooting like <laughs> nondescript enemies in the head, destroying artifacts. I mean, Nate, love him, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. <laughs> like He's all like, I want to preserve this amazing thing. I want to find the treasure. I want to go on all these adventures. Like you've literally blown up this temple that people have been searching for for thousands of years. And it's like really important to, to some sort of, indigenous people's history and you've just blown mm-hmm. it up now like come on <laughs> get shit together um but by the time you get to the fourth you know again like you can see how naughty dog have have developed you can tell that they want to tell you can tell that they want to tell the whole terrible sentence it's obvious that they want to tell important stories mm-hmm about things like growing up, about love, about relationships, about acceptance, about friendships, and that's, again, I do think that's really unusual for a game. There are some other games which I really enjoy that that tell those things, but I think that's a really new concept. And I do think that The Last of Us helped contribute to that. I didn't play games for a really long time, because I didn't have the money to. It. I wasn't able to buy like a new console and buy mm. games all the time. And then when we finally uh so I played Last of Us because I had surgery on my shoulder last half, oh, you're gonna be out for four weeks, like you're done, you're not working. What are you gonna do? And my other half came into money was like, I'm buying you a PlayStation, you love, you love gaming. I'm getting you one, I'm getting you Last of Us. You've been banging on about it for ages. Like, so like it came out like years and years before I'd ever played it. Like, I still remember seeing adverts and going, oh my God, this is like totally in my wheelhouse. I'm yeah. 100% up for this game. Um, and then, so yeah, so Bought Me Last of Us and I played it and just like destroyed the game and like that entire time I was off with my shoulder. Um, and then we spent so long looking for other games that would fill that Last of Us hole. So i played loads of other games, like old and new, to try and be like, I want that same sort of sort of storytelling. And for ages, they didn't exist. That, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be like, oh, I, w- I want something. And now there are many more games. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Horizon Zero Dawn. All wonderful, God of War, wonderful, fantastic games. But I genuinely think the storytelling in them would not have existed without the sort of storytelling that's in The Last of Us. Well, I'm sure many um, people go, you're wrong. <laughs> but do you know what? It's an opinion. so
0: Yeah, exactly. Bugger off, all of you! <laughs> um, yeah, I like think- there
1: are other games that have good storytelling, but just not as good as this. Where it's not yeah. as, in You know the 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 creators haven't invested as much as they mm. have in The Last of Us.
0: Well, if that doesn't convince you to give it a try, I don't know and what it's will. Great.
1: You get to stab zombies in heads and you get to sneak around and you get to throw molotov cocktails and blow things up and and that's the other thing like the the enemies both zombies and human are fun to kill and to figure out how you want to do it like this like one of my favorite things to do is because i played this game multiple times is i'll play it and i'll have very set ways of which i will go and approach gameplay so i'm like Mm -hmm. in this this section i know exactly what to do to kill them in the easiest and fastest way without me getting injured that doesn't mean i'm going to do it because the mechanics of the game mean that you can always find a different way you can find a new section be like oh maybe i'll throw a bottle over there and distract them and then and then shoot them in you know you know Mm. and and that's what's fun about it it's not just sort of go in and smash everything which i love i love god of war Flipping phenomenal game, but how I play God of War is I just go in with my big weapons and smash everything up. (laughs) I don't really have many; it's not very tactical. And I'm sure you can be tactical in God of War, but that's not what I want to do with that game. I want to be Kratos and I want to smash everything up. It's awesome. Like (laughs) that's why that game's so amazing. I mean, it's got it's got also perfect storytelling as well. But that's Last of Us. You can change and you can adapt. And you can have fun with it you can take it really seriously last first part two the first time i played i played incredibly seriously and there were bits that i was mm. terrified i was terrified of so, like, i'm just gonna run through Blah blah blah. the second playthrough i took more time and i enjoyed it i found new things i found new tactics and so the second one you know they've just adapted what it is from the first one so go play the first one and then go play the second one they're amazing
0: there you go you heard it here first and last <laughs>
1: I think other people have said that it's amazing before. No,
0: they don't care. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. If you have any questions, if you are listening to this, if you want to know more, I will put all of Rhea's contact details in the show notes and you can harass her about it because I think she will love that.
1: Yes, I will talk about Last of Us forever. Please come talk to me about Talk to me about how Ellie is amazing and, and I love everybody in it.
0: It's the best. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know more about any of the things that Rhea has talked about, any of the other games, drop us a line. Details in the show notes. Uh, yeah. Thank you. That was amazing. Thank you Thank so much. Thank
1: you very much. Thanks for letting me talk about it. I could talk about it for longer with spoilers, but I'm not going to. Can't listen to me on Comics in Motion talking about it with spoilers. There you go. Do it. The music in The Last of Us is sensational. I listen to the soundtrack regularly, although do not listen to it at a deserted train station in the dark. That is a terrible, (laughs) terrible, terrible idea.